Hello and welcome to the latest Rosenfeld Review podcast. I'm your friendly host, Lou Rosenfeld, and I'm with Carrie Bodine today. Hi, Carrie, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Very Great happy to be here. Show. Uh, you may know Carrie uh, from her book, Outside In, The Power of Putting Customers at the Center of Your Business. She's kind of an oddball, uh, although she has a, a pretty outstanding academic background with a a master's in HCI from Carnegie Mellon. That's uh, about as good as they get. She's spanned uh, three areas that um, um, not many people have really been able to do. Uh, Customer experience, user experience, and service design. And she's wrapped them up uh, in her uh, current company, uh, Carrie Bodine uh, and Company. Uh, That's carriebodine.com. And... um, uh, she's also, uh, before starting her own company, was uh, uh, an analyst uh, doing some interesting work at Forrester. Right, Forrester, right? I'm not mixing it up with one of those other, of their ilk. <laughs> yep, Forrester, you got it. Good, good. Um, and um, she's also going to be speaking at our July 31st virtual conference called the Business Case for Design. That's case4.design, the words case4, not no number. And... Um, uh, you know, this, this triad of service design, user experience, and customer experience, uh, like, uh, like I was saying, it's kind of a, an odd thing to see, and yet it's not. Because I think so many of these fields already were synthetic. And so to me, it's not so surprising that they, in turn, are synthesizing together. And we actually just put out a book by Chris Risden and Patrick Quattlebaum called orchestrating experiences, which also kind of hits those three areas and intersects them quite nicely. And it's been very successful. It just came out, oh, uh, maybe just over two months ago. So I wanted to know what your thinking is when it comes to how these things fit together. Is it a natural thing? How did you, how did you start putting them together? And that combination sort of unearth a different way to look at the value of design. Yeah, so my, um, I, for me, I see a, a really strong connection between them. My, um, you know, my initial interests going back to when I was um, studying an undergrad um, were around psychology and computer science and cognitive science. And so I wasn't really sure what I was going to do with all of that. And then right as I was graduating, my senior year was kind of when um, the web hit the scene and um, it was just such a, a natural fit. And then as my career evolved, um, it was really after I got my master's degree and um, was at Forrester that I started realizing really the the bigger business context that UX, which is really all I had focused on until that time, um, you know, the, the context that uh, all of that work fit into. And so as I kind of talk about my, my career trajectory, I talk about a, a shift from making technology easier to use to making organizations easier to do business with. Um, but you're right. All, all of these three disciplines are, um, uh, are bringing together um, many, many different influences from, from different disciplines. And of course, putting the user or the customer or the patient or um, whoever you're talking about um, at, at the center of the work that's being done. So when you are talking to 
someone who's like a real uh, dyed in the wool UX person or a CX person or a service design person, uh, how, is it hard for you to kind of get them to see these other two areas and, and how they could be useful to them in their work? Um, n- not, not so much. I mean, um, you know, it, it definitely takes some reframing. Um, you know, for me at least when, um, I am, when I'm thinking about my, my own career in UX, um, you know, it was very focused on, um, primar- primarily digital touch points and, um, and typically just, uh, you know, one or two channels fitting together. Um, and of course that's, that's one of the main differences that I, I see with UX and, uh, and compared to both service design and, uh, and customer experience is that they're re- really looking across um, a whole spectrum of different types of interactions and channels from, you know, the in-store or in-branch experience to um, phone, uh, you know, agent conversations, IVR, uh, uh, you know, pushing all the buttons to get to the right place, um, you know, all, all kinds of different things. And that's not to say that UX designers um, can't or shouldn't be involved with the design of those um, different types of interactions. But in my experience, whenever I'm talking to a group of UX folks, it seems typically that they're just not. Um, they're typically focused on, um, uh, you know, mobile or, or web design or, or maybe a couple of other peripheral um, different types of interactions. But I think, you know, just saying like, hey, here's, here's how these different things fit together and here's really the focus of what each of these disciplines is is trying to um, trying to work on, I, I think that that helps to shift the conversation in ways that, that people get it. Um, and then the other thing that I'm always trying to do is to unite all of these different fields. Um, I was on the board of the Service Design Network for uh, a couple of years, and I still contribute um, uh, an ongoing column uh, to Touchpoint, which is the, um, the service design journal uh, from the, the service design network. Um, and I am, uh, when I was, I was starting work at the, uh, on, the, on the board of the service design network, really trying to get them to move closer to um, the, the very quickly uh, moving field of customer experience that was kind of um, taking over the business world at the time. Um, and also, you know, from a UX perspective, you know, it's, it's not that I'm trying to, to get UX designers to be um, service designers or, um, you know, to, to change, you know, what they, what they focus on. Um, but for me, I just see that we can all, um, no matter what discipline you, you really primarily identify with, we can all be a lot more successful when we work together. And that's, that's one of the crazy things for me is, um, you know, when I, when I talk with customer experience professionals, um, you know, who are, who are looking at their entire customer experience um, for their organization, they really are completely disconnected from uh, the user experience group within their organization or, or groups. Um, service design tends to be a little bit more tightly connected to customer experience, um, but still um, the, the people who are focused on customer experience are kind of, um, they're not into design as much as they should be. Um, they're into a lot of measurement, um, uh, tracking, getting uh, ongoing customer feedback that they call the voice of the customer. Um, and, um, you know, 
for me, it's like, okay, that, that's great. You know, we, we've, we've got to be measuring things to, to find the business value of the, the work that we're doing. Um, we've got to change our corporate, corporate cultures. Um, but ultimately, all these experiences that we're having, no matter what channel they're in or, or who you're thinking of as the target customer, they have to be designed. Um, and so for me, I, I just see the need to have a much tighter um, integration across these three disciplines. So, you know, one of the things that I found when trying to look at and even help synthesis happen among people who touch one aspect of the experience or another is that you know, going back 10, 15 years, we were, we were still kind of tribal. Um, and UX for many of us was this umbrella that was offering a, a kind of post-tribal future where, you know, we could actually have some common framing to work together. And now we're sort of looking at an umbre umbrellas of umbrellas. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of nice. And, and I think, you know, we're, we're finding that for one, the, when you look at the design challenges that touch not only large organizations, but entire ecosystems uh, of, of industries, Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you know, the challenges are just too big. And I think people eventually say, no, I can't do this by myself. Not even a hundred of me can handle this. We need to have more types of uh, brains and, and perspectives and tools to, at our disposal to work together. I, I think you also see, I wonder if you find this as well, that things like, uh, like the customer journey, which I know you think about a lot, are good frames to bring us all together in. What, is that what, what you've found is like a kind of a, a good type of glue to put our various uh, skills and, and perspectives together? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the customer journey is really the, the backbone, as I see it, of both customer experience and service design. I, when I think about service design, uh, I, I kind of define it as the definition of people's journeys and the ecosystems that are required to support those journeys. And so, um, you know, certainly the, the concept of the journey is, is central to service design. It's central to customer experience design. Everyone um, in, in customer experience land is doing journey mapping. Um, not that they know necessarily what to do after they've done the journey mapping, um, but they're, they're taking that first step to at least understand um, you know, what, what's going on, um, you know, in terms of the end-to-end -end experience and or, um, you know, kind of looking forward doing a, a future state journey map to, to think about what they want that experience to be in the future. And, and yeah, you know, from, from my time in um, the user experience field and even, again, you know, um, just my ongoing conversations that I have at, at various conferences with folks in the UX field, the, the concept of the journey map, it's not, it's not completely foreign to UX. Um, but it's not it's not as deeply embedded um, as I've seen it with these other two these other two disciplines. And you're absolutely right. I see this as absolutely um, the glue. I think that's a great way to describe it um, for bringing organizations and disciplines together. Because when you think about someone trying to accomplish some some task or or some goal, whether that's something that they they wake up with and have on their to-do list or whether it's, you know, their, their boss puts some uh, task on their plate at, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon and they have to go do something, um, you know, that, that ensuing journey of them trying to get that goal accomplished, they are crossing so many different channels. They are working with so many different parts of an organization or a broader ecosystem. And um, they're before the, 
um, the adoption of uh, the, the journey framework, there really wasn't a good way for us to look across all of those different um, parts of the organization and even and partners that are involved with that um, from a customer view. One of the questions I often get about uh, journey mapping is, you know, how is this different than process mapping? It's like, well, process mapping is, you know, you could think about that as kind of the behind the scenes stuff that's mm -hmm. supporting the journey, but the process map is all from the point of view of the organization. Um, the journey map needs to be from the point of view of, of the customer. And, and so that's why to me, it's, it's such a critical tool um, for, for all three of these disciplines. And I think also for, for UX folks, for thinking about, um, uh, the work that they're doing more broadly. So, so let's say that you're you're designing a mobile app. Okay, well that's great, but how does that mobile app fit into the greater context of um, of someone's life and and what they're trying to accomplish? And so, I, I again, I I just think the journey map is so important, um, you know, for for anyone who is focused on on any sort of human centered design. So let's let's get to uh, talking about value because that's ultimately the the point of the virtual conference on July 31st, you're going to be talking about the business case for service design from, I don't know, I wouldn't say more of a CX perspective than anything else, but you know, it, it's not, you, you're bringing in CX as well as service design and the audience probably is going to be mostly UX people. How do you talk about the value of service design in that context? What do you, can you give us a taste? Yeah, sure. So um, I've got a lot of great data that I'm going to share um, in the in the conference. Um, but again, it really comes back to what are the core components of service design? It is defining the journeys and defining that underlying ecosystem. And when we think about the journeys, you know, again, everyone gets really excited about journey maps, and we're going to create this like really pretty picture. Um, but I, I try sometimes to get people to step back and just think about, well, like, what is a journey in the first place? Why, why do we care about creating this map? Why should we be focused on designing for experiences that cross multiple channels and, and multiple touch points, sometimes over a period of, of months or even longer? And there's um, a, a great case study that comes from McKinsey. Um, they published an article called From Touch Points to Journeys um, back in March 2016. And it's, it's kind of shocking to me that this hasn't gotten more um, excitement <laughs> and, and press um, because the, the, the data that they share is really some of the only data that I've been able to find that really quantifies the value of looking at journeys. So um, one of the um, uh, companies that they were working with uh, for, for their research, uh, it was a media company and they were looking at the onboarding journey um, for new customers. And so this journey took place over many months, I think it was about three months, um, and it involved many, many different interactions with the media company. So um, there was at least one um, in-person on-site visit, um, multiple visits to the website, um, typically nine phone calls that happened um, over the course of this. Um, and so, you know, just lots and lots of different interactions. And whenever this media company would survey the customers about any individual touch point, hey, how was um, your visit to the website? How was that phone call? How was the um, visit from the technician? The media company had about a 90% chance of getting it right. Their, their customer satisfaction scores were very, very high. 
But then when they measured and asked people, okay, what's your level of satisfaction with the overall journey? It was 40% lower. Hmm. So this is, this is a really interesting thing. Um, and, and we've, you know, there, there's all kinds of psychology that goes into this and, and how, um, how we as humans um, remember things and uh, either remember them positively or negatively. Um, and, um, but, but, but what's interesting is that, you know, the, the sum does not equal uh, all, all of the different parts, <laughs> the sum, and it's not even that the sum is greater than all the parts. The sum is actually less <laughs> than all of the parts in some cases if you don't get it right. And so, um, you know, we, we've really got to shift our thinking because, um, you know, it's, it's people's memories with these overall, um, I would say, bigger chunks of their relationship with an organization um, that's really going to drive, uh, you know, their, their future behavior, whether they're going to buy more, um, whether or not they're going to stay a customer or, or defect to another organization. And so um, this is just one of, the, one of the great data points that you'll hear me share um, in the conference, uh, showing us why we really need to care about design and understanding and then designing for journeys and, and not just individual touch points. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, to me, what that suggests is that we still are focused at a kind of micro interactions level, and, and we can do really great work. Uh, at, at, and it's not to demean that work; it's very challenging work, but it's incomplete work if we're not also stepping back and looking at things through a, a systems lens. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I want people paying attention to making um, you know my my mobile apps easier to use, my my websites, the the IVR system, um, you know, even even that in branch experience that I occasionally have, um, and and fewer and fewer of us are, are having um, uh, frequently. But um, but yeah, we we have to as an organization look at how all these different touch points string together to form a really um, uh, lasting memory in the minds of the customer. I'm going to ask you one last question about this, uh, specifically about this, this holistic macro level viewpoint that you're espousing and, and more and more smart people are, are as well. Um, do you have to be, let me say, mature in your career you, know, you have to be a few years along at least to be able to do this work. So I'm wondering if it's the sort of thing that you have to be pretty experienced to kind of get and be able to uh, affect, um, or is it really independent of age and experience and more dependent on simply whether you're, you know, kind of more focused on micro versus macro? Well, this is interesting. So uh, we're actually doing some research right now on an emerging role um, that is called the journey manager. And um, this role is similar, I would say, to the role that you're probably much more familiar with um, of a product manager. So a journey manager is going to be setting the vision for um, what a particular journey or a set of journeys should look like and feel like and, uh, and, and what, they need, what they need to be in order to drive success for both customers and for, for the organization. Um, and they need to be you know, defining requirements and, and understanding customers' needs and 
rallying the organization around a common vision for this. So a lot of the things that are, are very similar to what we think of as a traditional product management role. Um, but, but what's interesting about this is that until the, um, you know, the introduction of this role fairly recently, we haven't had anyone whose job was truly to shepherd these journeys. So, so I just told you, like, here, here's why we need to focus on the journey. And then it's kind of like, okay, great. Well, who's going to do that? Well, I don't know. Um, there's really no one in the organization to do that. Well, that's starting to shift. We're still in very, very early days. Um, if you do a, a LinkedIn search, actually, I just did this this morning. Um, and if you do a LinkedIn search for product manager, you'll get 1.4 million hits right now. If you do a search for journey manager, you're going to get about 12,000, or sorry, not 12,000, 1,200, not even, not even 12,000, 1,200 um, journey managers. And when you start digging in, um, some of those don't even fit the bill. There's actually a, a little subset of those journey managers that um, are from the Middle East, and their, um, their primary job is tracking what I assume to be oil um, on mm. its journey from point A to point B. So, so it's even a smaller subset um, than that that are these true um, journey managers. Um, but what's interesting is that um, we started looking at what is the, um, what's the background um, and what's the, what's the experience level, to, to get back to your question, of these journey managers? Are these people who are right out of school? Are these people who have advanced degrees? Um, and uh, I, I, I won't uh, spoil the, the research that I'm going to share in the, uh, in the conference, um, but these people generally are on the early side of their career. Um, so, so this is, this is telling me that no, this, this is not a specialized skill. This is really a way of thinking. But one thing I will tell you is that these people need to be expert networkers. Um, one of the challenges that organizations have in delivering a great service or delivering a great experience after it's been designed is hurting all the cats to make sure that they are all working in concert to bring that vision of the service or the experience to life as it's been designed. And that's, again, one of the primary roles of these journey managers. Um, and so that, that takes a bit of finesse. Um, so, but, but I've seen um, in, my, in my own experience people who are in the early um, uh, portion of their career be really successful at that if they're just um, tuned into the, the culture and the politics of their organization. I think, I think that's probably the more important criteria than um, you know, how many years does this person actually have under their belt. Well, it's interesting that it requires cat herding because I guess maybe the future for me, it seems that all I ever do is herd cats and send emails. So <laughs> yep. actually, I'm going to push you to, 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 to go even deeper into the job description, actually come up with a few. I think we need uh, uh, journey ops because I'm all about ops. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I love it. There'll be uh, 1.2 jobs. Uh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Very, it, 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 it's great talking with you about this. Um, we could go on, but we really want people to actually sign up for the virtual conference in July yes. to learn more from you, which will be wonderful. Um, before we sign off, is there, I'd like to know if there's anyone you think um, should be one of our upcoming guests. 
You know, if anyone listening is interested in hearing more about service design, I highly recommend you checking out the service design show, which is a video blog put on by Mark Fontaine. And Mark, I'm sorry, I'm probably mispronouncing your name. Um, he's Dutch and, and probably there's a way to say it that I, I just can't um, quite do. Um, but um, look for look for Mark and the uh, the service design show to learn more about service design. And yeah, Lou, you should definitely um, have Mark on your program. So Mark uh, Fontaine or Fontaine or Fontaine, it's like Frankenstein, Frankenstein, you know, if you you're old enough, you'll know the, the, the young Frankenstein reference. And one of my favorites. One of mine too. Terry <laughs> uh, Bodine, uh, author of Outside In, uh, from Terry uh, Bodine and Company Bodine.com. Great having you on the show today. And I'm really looking forward to your participation in Business Case for Design Virtual Conference on July 31st. That's case4.design. Uh, thanks for being on the show again. My pleasure. Thank you.